0: Hello and welcome to the Ocean Impact Podcast. I am your host, Tim Silverwood. Our guest today is Natasha Dean, who is the founder and chair of Save Our Coast, a grassroots environmental organisation based in Newcastle, Australia. Now, in many ways, Natasha is the absolute archetype of grassroots environmental activism. She was going about her everyday life living in Newcastle, not particularly engaged in environmental activism until she discovered that there was seismic testing proposed off the coast between Newcastle and Sydney that would harm the innocent dolphins and marine life that she loved so dearly. And what ensued is a multi-year journey to prevent the seismic testing and to now prevent the extraction of oil and gas off our coastline. This is an active campaign, and Natasha goes right into campaign mode during this podcast. And she really wants you to hear her cries for help. I encourage you to head to saveourcoast.org.au so you can add your name to the growing list of people who are standing up in defense of oil and gas extraction and exploration around the Australian coastline. This is a story poignant for Australia, but fitting for the globe. So tune in, hear this incredible woman's passion for change and be fueled to create your own interpretation of change in your world. Please take action and listen closely. very pleased to have on the podcast today dr natasha dean who is the founder and chair of the brilliant organization save our coast how are you natasha
1: i'm fine thanks Jim. how are you going
0: yeah i'm going really well um we've had a, a relationship a professional and aligned on our grassroots uh, activism for a while now but um I felt really important to to reach out and ask you to come onto the podcast for a number of reasons, uh, namely because the, the campaign that you're focusing so much energy on, which is in relation to the PEP 11, the Petroleum Exploration Permit 11 that affects the offshore gas reserves from basically Sydney all the way through to Newcastle, is in a really important stage. And I wanted to make sure we could get current news out to our audiences. But I also just wanted to dive into the world of a grassroots activist because I think you are the archetype in so many ways of this beautiful uh, grassroots campaign. So thank you. Thank you for your time.
1: Thanks for having me on the show, Tim.
0: How are you going at the moment? This has obviously been a campaign that's been going for a couple of years now and it's in a new shape and form. How about you just start with giving us a bit of an update about where the campaign is at?
1: Okay, so at the moment, um, as you as you said correctly, petroleum exploration permit, it's 4,500 square kilometres of ocean from Newcastle through the Central Coast to Manly. And currently approvals are imminent to allow, shockingly, oil and gas companies to change the PEP 11 title to proceed with drilling and to extend the title which was due to expire in early 2021 and this terrible plan could actually see rigs off our beaches so this is an atrocious plan again put forward without any community consultation and to even consider you know drilling for fossil fuels along our beautiful coast that we were so connected to you know the most heavily populated area of australia of five million people you know, in the whale migration path, it just fills me and and so many of us with despair. So, you know, we have been out working for two and a half years with Save Our Coast and we've had 13,000 conversations in the community and we've heard how deeply so many of us feel about this issue. We love our beaches, we love our whales and dolphins We love our way of life here. We're deeply connected. It's part of our identity, our childhood memories, Um, you know, growing up on the coast, going to the ocean, going to the sea, going to making sandcastles on the beach, watching whales and dolphins as kids. So, this is part of our identity, and all this is under threat. So, you know, thousands of people have joined us in this movement. So, it's been really humbling to see the amount of support our campaign has had, with 61,000 people signing petitions, now gone up to 65,000. Um, and two and a half years ago, this was just, you know, just one person. So this just shows how strongly the community feel about our coast and how so many of us identify with belonging to it. And we we feel that it's, it's necessary to speak up to to save it.
0: And we thank you so much for being the voice of the community on this, because I know I've been around you and doing that community campaigning and had those conversations, and I can verify and validate. You talk to people who live in this coastal stretch between Newcastle and Sydney and beyond, and you say, did you know there's the likelihood of offshore gas extraction just over there, just off our coastline, And people are absolutely shocked and astounded and mortified at the prospect. So you're getting a lot of community um, support, which is brilliant. And my right in saying that the the campaigning and the grassroots activism that you initially embarked upon, which was to stop the seismic testing, the seismic blasting when they were doing the exploration for the licence, are you safe to say that that was a success in that these companies have now dropped their plans to do the seismic blasting? But the counteraction is that they're now going straight to alter that permit so they can start going straight to extraction.
1: Well, I guess in a in a win for the for marine life and our beautiful coast, and I guess as testament to the campaign and to the community spirit we were able to cancel seismic testing off our coast, which is a huge relief because this is a reprieve for millions of marine creatures who have suffered the consequences. So seismic testing, as you know, is devastating underwater air gun blasts, which are intense and explosive. They fire every few seconds, continuously, 24 hours a day for days or weeks or months on end. And they're known to cause harm and injury and death and Um, hearing impairment to so many creatures they're known to kill plankton a kilometer away and impact on whales and dolphins and fish and turtles so you know with the rich biodiversity off our coast and in the whale migration park in a world-renowned dolphin habitat to even consider doing the seismic testing was just unacceptable it was unconscionable and that's why we mounted this huge movement which began in february 2018 and i'm so happy to say that we were successful in stopping seismic testing off our coast in a collective win and um, you know to see thousands of people united for example holding hands along the beach for over one and a half kilometers uniting in compassion for our marine animals uniting in care and connection for the ocean and our coast it was so beautiful i just cried thinking how people can just unite for a common cause for the collective good and and we succeeded so that was a beautiful thing that came out of our campaign we were so relieved for our beautiful whales and dolphins that we have been able to spare them because this is what inspired me to do this in the first place my compassion for dolphins in particular and whales inspired me to do this and just knowing what seismic blasting can do to marine creatures especially um creatures with such sensitive hearing and depend on sound to see in the ocean just knowing that what this could how this could harm them is what inspired me so yes we've won a reprieve for them but now sadly before we could even celebrate the win that was the end of seismic testing the oil and gas companies proceeded directly to change the application to withdraw the application to do seismic testing but to change it to now proceed with drilling now this application is put to the title administrator and the terms of the title that is owned by Advent Energy and by um, by Bounty Oil and Gas but with Advent Energy being operator They now request an extension of the PEP 11 permit, which was due to expire in February 2021, and they want to go directly to drilling. So this permission, this approval, is by the joint authority, who is the federal and the state resources ministers. So we are imploring our elected representatives, our federal and state MPs, to call on the joint authority, that's the federal and state resources ministers, to tell them how much the community feels about this issue and to implore them to not allow this application to proceed and to not allow the extension of PEP 11.
0: Yeah, so let's get straight to that call to action. We might come back to talk about seismic blasting a little bit more later on, but essentially that, for those people listening, particularly those that live in Australia and even more so those that live in New South Wales, head to the website, saveourcoast.org.au, where there's a really simple function to send an email to your local MP because this is really where the campaign can succeed. And you'd say already has succeeded in that there is a number of political representatives who've come out to oppose the, the project. Do you want to talk to some of those across the political persuasion who've actually come out and said, no, we don't want this off our coast?
1: It's been really fantastic the amount of response we've had. Emails have been flying thousands and thousands and MPs have been inundated, which again shows how deeply the community feels about this issue. And we are pressuring our elected representatives. So um, we have the Greens on board, Maureen Faruqi and Adam Bant and Abigail Boyd have always supported us. Um, independent MP Zali Stable presented our petition of 61,000 people in Parliament and has always supported this campaign strongly and we also have Liberal MPs for example Jason Falinski also coming out because of the um, because of the inundation from his electorate so we're hoping that we'll be able to change more MPs minds to show them that this is a completely flawed plan so please join this movement and add your voice to the thousands of people who are speaking up to stop this project because we don't want to see rigs on our beaches and destroy our way of life and the climate and the environment and our marine animals so just you a know, one simple click you can send this email to your mps and it just registers your concern so hopefully um, you know, our voices, we have shown that our voices do count. We've shown that we can stop seismic testing. So we just need to keep going. We've won the first part of the campaign. So let's go further, draw a line under PEP 11 project once and for all, but we need your help.
0: Yeah, so please, everyone tuning in, do so. Um, head to that saveourcoast.org.au and add your name because honestly, in the instance of a, a, uh, campaigns like this, you as a constituent of your local electorate your voice really matters so it could even be an email it could be a phone call you might even run into your local representative uh, out in the community make it known that you oppose this idea of oil and gas exploration off our um, beautiful coastline
1: just to add to that tim if i may you might be wondering why is it a bad thing to actually drill for gas so I just want to say that, you know, drilling for fossil fuels in a climate emergency to to industrialise our horizon and would change the face of our coast forever. And it risks catastrophic damage to our living ocean and all the communities that live here. And it's just a flawed plan that, again, has been imposed on us without any consultation. And you should know that two thirds of our gas is already exported. Why drill for more? And there's fugitive emissions, the risk of leaks or gas flares, of explosions. And these impact on air quality, impact on our health. And drilling in the ocean not only risks pollution from the lubricants they use for drilling, which impacts on all the marine creatures and the marine environment, but also, most importantly, it risks encountering oil, which is often present where there is gas. And an oil spill, as you know, it would just devastate all our favorite beaches. It would ruin them forever. The whole East Coast of New South Wales, the whole East Coast of Australia and beyond. And not only harming millions of marine creatures, but all of us as well. And they may say that they're just drilling one well for gas, but will it really only stop with one? Because for example, in Bass Strait, I don't know if you know, but initially they said they were going to drill one well for gas. And now there are 23 offshore platforms plus two submerged platforms. Um, There was a discovery of a big oil field and an eventual huge oil reserves owned by multinational overseas oil companies now. And there's 600 kilometers of undersea pipelines. So one drilling for one gas well has ended up with this huge oil and gas field. So this is what we are looking at and we've petroleum exploration permit extending all the way from Newcastle through the Central Coast all the way to Manly, four and a half thousand square kilometres. This is what we could be looking at and it is a very dangerous precedent because so far New South Wales does not have any oil or gas fields. So it is setting a precedent to open up the whole area and it is time we stopped it, nipped it in the bud and never let it happen to secure this because not only do we depend on the coast but, and are attached to it, but it brings millions to our economy. So to risk our thriving tourism industry and our seafood into the fishing industry, commercial fishes, to risk that for to extract gas that we don't even need, to me just seems, it's just devastating. So I'm sure you feel the same, Tim. Yeah, I do.
0: And especially for me, back to that opening point there about the fact that we are in a climate emergency and what we want to see from our leaders is an appetite for innovation and a new way of doing things. It's obviously evident that Australia has built a lot of its economic success on the purpose of extracting materials from the earth to to sell abroad. And of course, as we're in an economic downturn, there's going to be a lot of energy and attention looking towards those quick fixes. And the job of Ocean Impact Organization and and myself as a a spokesperson for Planet Ocean is to always shift attention and energy back to what is the better uh, plan in the long run. Uh, we can't be looking for quick fixes when they can have such a devastating impact in the long term. So in that regard, I am uh, absolutely with you. So let's talk a little bit then about the the nature of, of offshore oil extraction around Australia. Um, you mentioned before Bass Strait, so 20-plus um, rigs down there. We've got, obviously, huge operations over in Northwest WA and the Timor Sea. And, obviously, um, back to that idea of a precedent, just discovering this week, actually, that there's been seismic testing down off the coast of Victoria and fishermen around lakes entrance reporting a 99% drop in the catch of whiting and a 70% drop of catch in flathead since this seismic blasting's begun. So... That to me, I think, is really where even those Australians who don't live between Sydney and Newcastle need to be taking notice because there is obviously an appetite to have offshore oil and gas extraction all around Australia. We saw with the Great Australian Bight, the community rebelling against the notion of rigs off the rugged coastline down there. So, what are your hopes for the this campaign and how it can extend into a successful future for Australia broadly in in tackling this um, legacy of us extracting fossil fuels to sell abroad when we should be looking at a renewable energy future.
1: Well, at the moment, obviously, we're emerging from COVID and we're looking at an economic recovery. So just to talk to one of the points that you mentioned, an economic recovery obviously should focus on renewable energy, which provides many more jobs that are secure and long-lasting, and it's reduced emission industry and manufacturing jobs and lowered household energy bills too. Um, And, in fact, a recent report from Ernst & Young, which is a global financial advisory firm, stated there are three times as many jobs in renewable industry as compared to investing in fossil fuels. So the same amount of energy invested in renewables provides three times as many jobs as the same amount invested in fossil fuels. And there was a new report by Beyond Zero Emissions that also shows that we can boost our economic recovery with low emission jobs like renewable energy, like manufacturing using renewable energy, such as green steel, but also in retrofitting homes to be more energy efficient or revegetating degraded land, which, which actually provides more jobs and nurtures the environment. So gas is a dirty fossil fuel that is 85 times more powerful at destabilizing the climate than carbon dioxide. We have shown that we have abundant solar here in Australia. It is one of the sunniest countries in the world. We have the engineering capacity, we have the technology, we have the willpower, we have an adaptable workforce. We could be leaders in renewable energy. We could be exporting all the technology. And this is the economic recovery that we need. An so called economic recovery that sends us backwards into fossil fuels that are going to destroy our climate when we know that we need to honour the Paris Agreement, we need to listen to the IPCC report that says we need to lower our emissions. Um, unless, uh, otherwise, we are going to accelerate our path towards more climate damage, which means more extreme weather and coral bleaching, more bushfires. And we've just recovered from these devastating bushfires. Haven't we been through enough? Time, it, it really is time. It is time to stop looking backwards into dirty, polluting fossil fuels that are going to destroy our planet and our children's futures and the places we love and look towards a better future. I'm sure
0: everyone listening in is so thoroughly impressed by your your passion, your drive, your eloquency and for leadership qualities. And I hope you don't mind, but I'd love to sort of go back quite a few steps and just answer the question that's probably ringing in everyone's ears right now. Who is Natasha Dean and how has she come to be a leader in tackling such an enormously important issue?
1: Well, I guess um, I've always been very passionate about nature and I feel a deep connection to it. And it's... I so depend on nature for my well-being and so many of us feel the same so to live here on our beautiful coast knowing that whales and dolphins are close by just brings this sense of solace and peace and serenity to me and how lucky are we to have them there and these magnificent creatures living freely in their domain peacefully with this intrinsic right to exist free from harm from human intervention, free from harm from fossil fuel exploration. So I just felt really called to do everything I could to save them when I heard about the seismic testing that was planned off Newcastle in 2018. So I started doing literature reviews and finding out about seismic testing and the impacts and you know the awful things that it does peer-reviewed literature around the world um, there's masses of um, literature on this and community anecdotal evidence as well from fishes calling it you know an assault to their livelihoods and scientists around the world saying you know showing the devastating impacts of seismic testing on marine creatures so i went for a walk on my favorite beach and was just thinking about these devastating impacts and how they could possibly do this. And um, I saw these three dolphins and they were slowly gliding in the water beside me as I walked along the break wall. And it was just this moment of clarity and connection with them. I saw them and I imagined they were looking at me and connecting with me. And I just wept, I broke down and cried and I just pledged then and there that I would do everything I could to save them. They had given me joy for my whole life and they have this right to exist free from harm. And the least I could do was everything I could to stop humans from harming them. And so this movement began. I first of all went to all the wonderful organizations I knew, the big organizations and begged them to take this campaign on but they're all too busy doing the wonderful work that they're doing to actually commit to doing this particular campaign. But they offered to support me if I was to do it on my own. So I guess, reluctantly, I was thrown into it. And I started off by not talking to, not only talking to all these organisations and explaining to them about the harms that dolphins would be about to, you know, um, expose to, but also standing at the marketplace with a little sign, just me, saying, stop seismic testing. And from there, the organisation grew to 65,000 signatures on petitions, to thousands of people marching beside me and waving banners, all united in a common voice because everyone loves the coast the way I do. Nobody wants to harm dolphins and whales. Nobody sees that drilling for fossil fuels off our beautiful coast in a climate emergency is a good idea to damage our climate further, to devastate our coast, to risk an oil spill and risk hunting marine animals. Who actually thinks that's a good idea? And accidents do happen and the the risk of accident could be so catastrophic that it could ruin the whole East Coast of Australia. Why risk it when we have abundant alternative energy? We do not need the gas for energy and two thirds is exported anyway. So to me, it just didn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. And that's why I guess all I can do is my best. All I can do is continue to raise my voice and hope that others will raise theirs to speak up for the places that we love.
0: Thank you for, for sharing that beautiful story and for all that you do. Um, obviously, I've had the chance to, to watch as you went from, you know, just you with a simple cardboard sign and <laughs> you've had a name change, you've built a team around you and you've persevered through all sorts of adversity. How would you summarise to people out there who are, similarly moulded by their love of the ocean and ocean wildlife, who think they have it in them to want to help defend planet ocean. Like, how would you describe this journey that you've been on as a grassroots campaigner and activist? Like, what's it been like for you?
1: Well, when we started, it was just simply, as you say, out of a drive and a passion and a love to protect the ocean and all its creatures. And to know that initially I thought, look, who am I, I'm just one voice. Why would I think my voice matters? Why would I be bold enough or, or have the audacity to actually think what I say matters? But it's been really humbling to see that when you do speak up against environmental injustice and you find other people with a similar passion and a similar love for the ocean that people unite with a common cause. So this campaign just evolved from one person into a not-for-profit with thousands of supporters. And we have had lots of successes. We have had dozens of events attended collectively by thousands. We've had our petitions presented in federal parliament by an independent MP. We've succeeded in getting two oil and gas companies to stop funding seismic testing we have had numerous successes, not only in joining, in in forming a movement, but actually giving voice, a unified voice to people to come together and feel supported, to to elevate our concerns and give it um, a voice, I guess, in parliament to the decision makers, but also we actually succeeded in stopping seismic testing off our coast. So I'd say to everyone, look, our voices, We've shown that our voices do matter. We can make a difference. Our voices are powerful. And so many of us are feeling despondent at the moment. Um, I was feeling the same. But I find that the only um, antidote to that despondency is action. I could sit at home and cry about dolphins being harmed or I could get out there on the streets and protest and talk to people and say, did you know about this and how do you feel about it? So, obviously, at the moment, due to COVID 19, we can't hit the streets, we can't have events, and we can't go to festivals and markets and conduct our conversations like we used to. So, we just have to be a little bit more um, strategic in how we mobilize. And that's why our current action is an online campaign where everyone can be involved. You can still protect the ocean, you still can save our coast. You just need to, you know, um, send your MP and email, you can phone your MP, all the instructions are there on saveourcoast.org.au, we can still unite and make a difference. So I say to everyone, you know, have, have the belief that your voice matters.
0: Amazing. So, what if we have incredible success with the campaign and PEP 11, which is up for renewal in February next year is cancelled and this is a success there's going to be no petroleum exploration uh, extraction in pep 11 for the foreseeable future what do you do next are you are you a a seasoned environmental campaigner now and forever or will you revert back to the life you were doing before this all came to to bear
1: i think that even though we've been really successful in and happy to hear that seismic testing was cancelled off our coast. Sadly, it is still continuing around the whole of Australia. So just what's happened now in Victoria, where 98% of fish stock um, have been killed, or at least there's been a loss of catch, with now the regulator insisting that oil and gas companies pay fishers to conduct their seismic testing as some form of compensation. Instead of saying, this is evidence of how destructive this is for the entire ocean will stop for seismic testing. Because now we can see the evidence, even though we've known evidence from around the world. So I think that we were invited to contribute to the Senate inquiry on seismic testing, which was delayed due to COVID. So we would still like to continue lobbying to get a ban on seismic testing in Australia, because only then, can we ensure the safety of our marine creatures and spare them from the torment that is this blasting that goes off continuously in the search for oil or gas and i'd like to see offshore oil and gas banned entirely and hopefully our decision makers will see that this is just a very very flawed plan to take us backwards into a fossil fuel industry when we could be moving forward into renewables
0: I'm sure many people listening here will be glad with that answer. You weren't just going to go and hang up your diving boots and uh, and you know leave this campaigning behind. You have got bigger ambitions of of taking the the challenge up to stop seismic testing around Australia and the world. I've heard you mention that New Zealand's put a ban on seismic testing. Is there other parts of the world that have realised the devastating impact that seismic blasting has on marine life and said, you know what, it's completely off the table?
1: Well, there have been many successes around the world and First Nations people in Canada have been successful in stopping quite a few um, seismic testing activities from occurring and the Obama administration actually banned seismic testing. So that was a huge success for the US and for the campaigners over there that, staged a very similar campaign to what we were doing going on the ground talking to people Um, so that was wonderful unfortunately that ban on seismic testing was overturned by Donald Trump so all that success the hard-earned success um, unfortunately is not going to be overturned so seismic testing is continuing in parts of the world so we really need to you know, impress on decision makers how destructive this is. And fishermen around the world, for example, as I said, they call it an assault to their livelihoods. And fishermen in Ghana, I recall, used to pull up three boatloads of fish. And after size of testing, they could only pull one boatload. In South Africa, fishermen over there you know, also were appalled at their loss of catch. So it affects livelihoods. It affects communities who live on the coast, especially First Nations people who depend on the coast for their food and their livelihoods and their activities. But also it's impacting on species that depend on fish. So for example, the orca in in America and the whales are also becoming endangered due to, they think it's due to the seismic testing that it's impacting on the whole ocean habitat. So seismic testing as I said is these intense and explosive underwater air gun blasts and because they fire so continuously and they can be up to 257 decibels and at that level it's known to cause injury, physical injury and barotrauma. So you can imagine the destruction it causes and to kill plankton over a kilometre way and impact on a wide range of creatures it causes malformations in scallops it can impact on seahorses and octopus and lobsters and fish and decrease fish stock from around the world so it really is a very inhumane and destructive process and to think that we are still doing this to search for oil or gas when we have as i said so much available alternative energy if we could just harness it and we have all the capability to do that it's just simply that our democracy has been taken over by oil and gas companies and that is why it is so hard so to change that narrative to change the story that you know how are we going to do that that takes all of us so we need everybody to help us change the story that it is time for renewable recovery it is time for a low emission recovery it is time now we don't have much more time do we to reverse to lower our emissions even our primary school children understand led by the legendary Greta Thunberg they know that we need to stop climate damage and if we don't to continue not only not stop it but instead our government wants to push us further towards climate damage. In fact, in my local um, council, Tim, we have got a really good mitigation plan in place because we're one of the lower lying coastal areas. So we're going to be inundated with coastal surges and storm surges and tidal elevation and so on, which is really impacting. And if you look at what's gonna happen in 50 years time, most of the areas that we love will be underwater. So instead of just mitigating for climate damage and building walls to prevent the sea levels rising and to build flaps to prevent storm surges and all those things, why aren't we all collectively preventing new fossil fuel projects, especially offshore oil and gas, which contribute so much to climate change and risk devastating the coast that we love? So to me, it just seems nonsensical to to not nonsensical to allow these projects to go ahead
0: yes and i think um you know certainly from my perspective and i'm sure many other listeners we are increasingly aware of the dire state of our home planet but increasingly aware of the plight of the ocean and so for me when you do go and take that deep dive into the issue of seismic testing, it does come back. Despite your persuasion on a a pragmatism around our current uh, appetite, addiction to fossil fuels and the way it runs this global economy, of course, painting a picture of how we can wean ourselves off that, but this simple fact that the practice of seismic blasting is so evidently um, impactful on innocent creatures. I can't see how anyone out there could think it was a good idea. Obviously, those who utilise it as a means to find the, um, the data on, on where these pockets and reserves are, of course, but there must be other ways. And so if you're on the fence at all, like just go and do some searching online, uh, whether it's going down the academic route and reading some of those journals and papers that you suggested there's a great movie called Sonic Seas that you can even watch the trailer or you might even find somewhere online to watch it there's great books like um War of the Whales that shows convincingly the impact in other parts of the world and just there is so many stories out there to make you realize that is an abominable act to uh, assault with 257 decibels innocent creatures that causes such blatant harm. I mean, if anyone was on the fence, if politicians were on the fence, what about they go for a snorkel or a dive and then have a 257 decibel sound blast nearby? I'm pretty sure they would go and join us uh, in a hurry, don't you reckon?
1: Well, just to add to that, we've also got information on Save Our Coast. We have a film on our website that we've created and that shows the highlights what seismic testing actually is with a video there of it. And it shows, we've also talked to fishers, how it's impacted them locally in Lake Macquarie and in Newcastle, what has happened after seismic testing here and you're right, it is absolutely devastating. And sound at that level is known, Greenpeace actually says sound at level could kill a human. And for example, in um, the Navy in the US, they actually do use sound as a deterrent to prevent um, sabotage from divers. So that is known to impact and disable divers. So obviously it makes sense, you know, from a physiological point of view, sound and explosions at that level is gonna cause harm. And of course, it's going to devastate marine creatures. So to subject our beautiful creatures, and we have endangered species. We have the globally endangered green sea turtle off our coast and following seismic testing off Israel last year um, and many turtles were killed and in relation to seismic testing there have been whales beaching in relation to seismic testing because of the auditory disturbance so there is a lot of anecdotal evidence as well as scientific evidence that shows it so it really is very inhumane. It's appalling we could be doing this, and the reason we're doing this is for oil or gas in a climate emergency. It just It's just inconscionable.
0: Awesome. Well, look, I think this has been a really rich conversation, Natasha, and um, I'm sure everyone who's been tuning in has been thoroughly impressed by, like I said before, your eloquency and your passion for communicating this. Um, How about we start to wrap things up? Obviously, we can go over that call to action and maybe just start to, yeah, communicate with everyone listening in what it is that you need. I mean, there's the immediate need, which is the signatures, but you've also just painted a picture of your longer-term ambitions to ban seismic testing around Australia. So what is your hope for the future? It could be from individuals, from businesses, from politicians. Just paint a picture of what you need to do your best work.
1: So right now, if you haven't yet taken action, please see our a link on saveourcoast.org.au and sign the petition. We have to stop PEP 11. It's an outrageous plan to industrialise our beaches that could risk devastating our coast and our ocean and marine animals. So we need to email our MPs. It's a very simple link. Please join us with this action. Thousands and thousands have already joined. Be part of the movement to save our coast because for our precious marine animals, for our beautiful living ocean, for our climate, for our children's futures, we have to together speak up to stop PEP 11 and save our coast that we all love.
0: Great. And just making a note there, obviously, there's people tuning in from all around the world. So if uh, you're not in Australia, then certainly do some research around What's happening with uh, petroleum exploration in your part of the world? there's probably going to be individuals and groups who are similarly united on efforts to try and prevent abhorrent acts like seismic blasting or even looking to try and promote renewable energy projects to counter the uh, the global appetite for for fossil fuels. look Natasha, I just want to say um, personally that you're Incredibly inspiring. I know you probably hear that a lot, but you know, I am a grassroots, or at least I have been a grassroots campaigner for a really, really long time. And it is people like you um, that really, unfortunately, make good things happen. It shouldn't have to be this way. And that's partly the reason why I'm so passionately pursuing this new approach with OIO and the idea of impact-driven, purpose-oriented business because if we had enough businesses that were filling the government revenue coffers that weren't blasting whales and killing plankton and devastating our coastline, we maybe wouldn't need to be in this predicament. But thank you for all that you do. Um, Any final closing words as we wrap up this podcast?
1: I guess it is sad that we have to mobilise as a community to fight for the places that we love. It's sad we have to defend... Our coast from our own federal government, but it's also been really heartwarming the wonderful support that we have had. It's been from organizations such as yours and individuals like you. It's been so heartwarming. So, thank you for all the support. Please join the movement and help us save our coast that we all love. Thank you, Tim, for having me on the show.
0: Thanks, Natasha.